broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Not ideal. Not ideal. That's sorry music there. What are you going to do, guys? It's a sacrifice. I explained it earlier. Uh, I'll, I'll mention it again. I know people were ready for the cult there. Yeah. Damn you, YouTube. But that's the way it has to be. That's not what you do. No. It's good to be with you. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 FM, Real Talk Radio, and on Warchant TV. Thanks so much for watching on Warchant TV. Daryl, I saw you over there, buddy. You're right. Daryl was the first caller to the JCS when I started. Uh, this is crazy to say out loud now that it's been 21 years that I've been on the air. Uh, yes, he mentioned uh, Dana as my uh, first producer. Still friends with Dana. She's doing great. And um, that was an was a interesting time. And to all you old school folks, damn Skippy. Old school indeed. Appreciate you being on with us. Appreciate the new ones, too, here on 93.3. We'll get there. We're developing a relationship, and it begins today. You'll learn the quirks. You'll learn that I'm not insane like Alex Jones. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's, yeah, no, that guy sucks. That's not me. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's how this has to be. But kicking and screaming, you'll be all right. Let's get there. You know, when we were talking earlier about Coach Bowden and and the legacy and uh, the outpouring of affection and the storytelling and uh, the anecdotes and and really, it's it's neat to see if you go online anywhere on social media in the last forty eight hours. Obviously, what you're seeing is everybody's got a story, and and that's so cool because everyone has a story. Think about what that means and why that's possible. Uh, but some of the numbers, you know. We're aware of them as Florida State fans. We're aware of what Bobby Bowden did in terms of the numbers. Listen, I want to address something here off the top of the second hour because I saw some folks online mention this. You know, it's no secret that uh, in the in the about oh two oh three oh four, I started to be critical of Coach Bowden and uh, in, in, in the product on the field, and I started to uh, talk about how I thought, unfortunately, there were mistakes being made whether it be a hiring or whether it be, in my mind, not getting the most out of the talent. And so I'm always going to do my job, which I'm here paid to give you an opinion, and I'm not going to not tell you how I feel. And so some people construed that as a personal disdain for Coach Bowden. Nothing could be further from the truth, but I certainly did believe the program was moving in the wrong direction. And so I said so every day on the air, passionately, I might add. Uh, and and that rubbed people the wrong way, and it still does. There are still plenty of people on here. I hate you, Jeff Cameron, you son of a. And you know that's all right. I love you anyhow. And and I you know that's okay. I'm never going to win you over. That's okay. But then there are others who later came around to understanding. Like okay, well, he felt that way. He gave the opinion. Okay, I'm not here today to to relitigate all of that. I said some things at times uh, in the past that probably crossed the line, less so with him and more so with Jeff Bowden, who did a terrible job here. Um, but you know that that I, I may have been uh, at times uh, personal. 
I was passionate yeah. about the product, and we weren't getting what we needed. Wait a minute. We're not reliving that, though. No, are, we're not. We're not gonna, are we? Please. We're not reliving please. that. We no. don't need them to light their phones up today at Real no, no, Talk. No, like, no, no. But I want. So you listen. took away Alex and? And? <laughs> you're going to. Again? No. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted to bring it up because people brought it up. Um, I, I just. It's not like I'm trying to to uh, gloss over that. I know it, it happened. That was a thing. We we had our day-to-day interactions back then were a little wild, and it got intense. But that was the way I learned to view that was that was the shared passion we had for that program, which was obviously built by Bobby Bowden. My point was you're not a victim of your own success. That was That was the point I was making, that you created a standard, almost an impossible standard, admittedly, one that we're talking about now when we look at these numbers, when we cite these numbers that I alluded to a moment ago, uh, but but you don't get to go backwards because th- that's the standard. You, Alabama fans now hold Nick Saban to an impossible standard. Clemson fans now hold Dabo Sweeney to an impossible standard. That's what happens when you kick ass and take names. That's what happens when you transform a program from mattering not at all to being the most dominant program in college football on an annual basis. That's how the game is played. It's the way it works. My point today would be this, though, on that, and I, I want to share this. I shared it last night on WarChan TV. I've shared it on my show before, but there are some new listeners. So I should say this. Coach Bowden never ostracized me, never said I couldn't cover practice, never said I couldn't be there, never never chose not to answer a question, never. And he knew, and I'm sure I know he didn't like a lot of what I had to say. But can you imagine a coach now doing that? I mean, they exist. But they're few and far between. And I know this. I know that over the years, since Coach Bowden uh, left and, and, and was kind of forced to resign, uh, well, I've had some run-ins with those coaches, which is fine because that comes with the game too. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I could imagine you know, maybe a coach uh, calling you out of the blue and then screaming you down. You know, Maybe your phone rings and you say, ooh, it's Coach. Let me talk to Coach. And then um, you know, yeah, there's, there's a, a tirade or two. I had a few. That, that's what I could envision. In you can envision times. that. Not, not, you may have even heard a few of those oh. that we are not allowed to play. That's correct. I, I, I have said this before, and this is just an aside. I would love because... That's good to know. <laughs> there were moments over the years, and I, I've had the good fortune of doing uh, coaching uh, coaches' interviews over the years, and a lot of time those interviews uh, we would record on, on Sundays after they've had a chance to watch the film. And I always, the coaches always wanted the opportunity to watch the film so they could react to the good, the bad, and the ugly. They could respond to criticisms. They could point out the successes. They could tell you where you were wrong. I always appreciated that, too, because when you watch the game, it's impossible unless you're on the headset. You don't know everything about why a play works or doesn't work. Now, you can certainly analyze and break down film and watch closely and have an informed opinion based on what you know that play to be and why it didn't work, whether somebody missed a block, whether somebody missed an assignment, whether it was poor technique, whether it just turned out to be that you got got, because you get got, by the way. The other team's on scholarship, too. Sometimes guys just whip guys across from them, and there's nothing you can do about that, and it wasn't a bad play call. Looks like a bad play call. What a bad play call. Your right guard got shoved seven yards into the backfield. That play never had a chance to work. Unfortunately, that sounds all too familiar in the last five years, doesn't it, where Play call looks terrible. What kind of call was that? Doesn't matter the call if your line can't block. So we would we would have those discussions, me and the coaches over the years. 
during these interviews. But I would always have to be, because they're always in a rush. All coaches are. They're very, very busy. It's now. we got to go. And so I'd hit record the second we started. And Tom has had the good fortune of hearing every interaction between me and coaches in the off-the-record back and forth. And some of those... Some of those. Oh, man. So in uh, the old church that I grew up in, there was the seal of confession, right, where you can't say anything. You know, it's like spousal privilege. I had the uh, the seal of the Sunday night conversation because I'd, I'd be there. I'd be there listening. And my God, some of the things. I, I think I aged a little bit when I was listening to those um, conversations. And some, most of them, most of them were cordial. But every once in a while, and you knew when the day was going to be a, a pinch point. Perhaps folks over at the athletic department or fellow media colleagues would would alert that, hey, it's going to be a day. Just bear down. This is going to be a Sunday night that uh, the decibel level hits a little bit of a different stratosphere. But, yeah, those are classic, man. Like, they, they felt surreal. They felt surreal. Yeah, it made me miss the days of 36 consecutive bowl games from 1982 to 2018. It made me miss the days of 14 straight Top five finishes from 87 to 2000. It was real easy when I got started to cover the team because the first full year that I was, you know, in 98 it came on, but in 99 I'm covering that team in earnest for the first time. Well, that was a different deal, Tom. Covered the first ever wire-to-wire national champion uh, littered with superstars, Heisman Trophy winner, and All-Americans. What a lot of controversy. Uh, yeah, I know the Dillard stuff and all that. Eh. Boy, by today's standards? That's a nothing thing. That's, I mean, that's like uh, the Jim Trestle tattoos. Like, really? In retrospect, right? At the time, that was the biggest deal, especially because he said the mistakes I made were unfortunate instead of just apologizing. But, I mean, now in the world of NIL and where college football is going, and we've got years to document where this is going, the Jim Trestle tattoos thing or the Dillard's thing, I mean, my God, that's not even worthy of writing about these days. I still laugh. Uh, I got asked about it. I was on ESPN Radio yesterday to do a hit, and they said, uh, you know, Jeff, in retrospect, you look back at the situation with the Dillards, and I kind of had to interrupt the guy and be like, yeah, you look back at how absurd that situation was, that a guy, that a kid got a hookup from a friend at 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 a store, and it was treated as if, they had broken into the Dillards and ran with thousands of dollars worth of clothes out the door. That's not how it happened. Now, listen, you can say wrong is wrong, right is right, I got you. But the degree to which that uh, tainted that title is virtually nil anymore when you look at it compared to the way it was uh, presented by Sports Illustrated and others. That was fairly absurd. Fairly absurd. So I, I can still remember that and I can still think back on that and laugh about it, but uh, nonetheless, uh, that said, I think that uh, the numbers again today make you realize that you're not, this isn't going to happen again. You know, we watch right now, Tom, we watch what Clemson's done in the ACC, and we look at what Alabama has done in their run, and they are remarkable runs, and it is a different era of college football. But there aren't really moments that we look back on now because people forget a couple of years ago, Alabama finished eighth in the country at the end of the year rankings. So it removed them from that chance of having that run. and You're not going to see, it seems highly unlikely that you're going to see, especially in the direction that college football is moving, seems highly unlikely that you're ever going to see 14 straight top four finishes. 
by anybody. It's it's crazy. What would you have put the over-under of national championships at, let's say if the playoff existed beginning at that streak? How four, many would four, Florida, Bo- four Bobby Bowden? Yeah, how many would Florida State have had by the year 2000? Four. Four, yeah. Four, I think maybe. Because how many times were they arguably, or sometimes inarguably, the best team in the country well, yeah. after having a setback in September or October? Well, when you go back to the Southern Miss-Clemson losses and then the rattling off of victories and the dominance shown in that time, I think at the end of that year they were the best team in college football. I don't know if they would have been able to make the college football playoff, but if they had, they would have been dominant, I believe, in it. Obviously, they would have won the national championship, I believe, in 97 when they lost to Florida on the road in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, You know, we... They would not have in 96, by the way, have had to play Florida again, it doesn't seem, at least not uh, in, in the way that the regular season no. ended. It, you know, that's that's a gift that Florida received. Um, yeah, I, listen, I, I, I think about that sometimes. I think about the, the close calls. The second chances that Alabama and Clemson get. Yeah, I've thought about that. After a setback. But they get into the field of four and here. They, I mean, the first one, Ohio State, when we were, at, we were playing Oregon. Yeah, they lost maybe, Virginia maybe Tech we, that year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We were out in Texas, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and they came all the way back, and nobody gave them a shot. And even in in the beginning of the game, that I remember, we were watching that in the Rose Bowl after we had just gotten trounced. And red zone failures in the first quarter. I mean, if they bothered to score in the red zone in the first quarter of that game, they might have beat Alabama by forty. Who knows? But they ended up being the team from the four seed, a chance that Bobby Bowden never ever got. Yeah, I feel like um, you can make an argument. You can make an argument about 91. You can certainly make an argument, as I just did, for 97. I think you can make an argument, obviously, 96. I just got done talking about. Hell, there are people who make more arguments than that. 92 as well. You could go through all of these, and you could, you know, there's, there's just a chance. He was a little unlucky. You know, somebody brought that up today, or yesterday. It was a coach talked about how, hey, if not for some bad luck, uh, you know, a couple wide rights, and those are a couple chip shots, by the way. It, they're going to win the national championship those years. And then what year was the two-point conversion against Miami at the end instead of the, the extra point for the tie? Uh, Late 80s? That, yes, and I was at that game. Was that 87? I mean, you still would have gotten in the playoff that year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, So you, you'd have a chance to rectify that issue, but the, the thought being, and I've heard you say this in the past, that if that game's a tie, we end up playing for and winning the, the national, national championship, championship because of the bowl alliance and where, who you end up facing. You know, it's funny, I, people will not agree with this, um, but I haven't enjoyed the current format of college football's overtime system. And only recently uh, was I thinking, you know, I'd be all right with ties. That was uniquely college football, too. It used to anger us to no end. And everybody, you know, would talk about it being uh, just the most unsatisfactory ending to a competition that you could possibly have un-american yeah, right there's yeah, no winner yeah. there's no winner what are we doing here but it seemed to to fly along the lines of what college football had a problem with and still does to varying degrees which is this sort of haphazard weird way in which we decide a national champion it was always kind of like eh, you know i mean i go back all the way to when byu won the national championship in 84 and they and the writers had painted themselves into a corner Everybody knew that team wasn't anywhere close to the best team in the country, but they kept moving them up because they remained undefeated. Then they beat this bad Michigan team, and everybody else lost around them, and they're like, what do we do now? I guess we got to make 
BYU the national champion. And that was ridiculous. And it was as ridiculous in a weird way as all those ties could have been. But I I think back on it now, man, you could have fought for a tie and you had a chance. With a playoff system, you'd take that tie and run, baby. We get the tie, we're going to win. Premier League fans, soccer fans know all about that. Yeah, well, and and, and if you think about it, Tom Osborne, same thing. If he... uh, if he had not gone for two against Miami and kicked the extra point and tied, he would have had his national championship uh, a little sooner. It's Jeff Cameron's show on Real Talk Radio 93.3 and War Chant TV. It is great to be here. Stay with us more in a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Nick Saban spoke about the passing of Bobby Bowden, as did several coaches. I thought this was a great story. You know, if you go online today, obviously, whatever social media platforms you're on, you'll see a lot of little cool nuggets from yesteryear. I saw where Jack Nicholas posted on Twitter and Instagram, a note that Bobby Bowden sent him after he won the 86 Masters, Tom. Uh, a nice letter to Jack. Is that right? Yeah, it's fantastic. In fact, um, you know, he, he basically not only congratulated, but told him that uh, just think if you had listened to all the naysayers and retired the way they wanted you to, you would not have had your sixth Masters. And then he, you know, he signed it, Bobby B and congratulated him, all that good stuff, said, I hope you play as long as you feel well and, and all but you know there's there's the letter that he sent to nebraska to thank them after we went in and beat nebraska in lincoln and he commented on how great their fans were uh and and he and he thanked them for the atmosphere and for how classy they were as his team left the field after pulling that upset and and noting that he said in, and i'm paraphrasing but in a strange way it almost felt like they didn't mind that we beat them. They were almost appreciative that that had happened, that we had chosen to come there and play them. And, you know, that is a big part of the legacy, a huge part of the legacy, that it was anywhere, anytime, place. And that's, you know, when I talk a lot today and the last few days about the end of an era, the, the days of a guy taking over a program and being almost singularly responsible from turning it, from nothing into a dynasty, they're over. It, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, I recall a story from a couple of years ago in which UCF was trying to schedule Florida, and Florida wanted a two-for-one, two home games against one, and UCF didn't want to do that, which is just the antithesis of what Bobby would have done, which is, we'll play you three times in a row there. We don't care. Yeah, and you know, don't you, don't want to, you don't want to return the game. You know, we were talking about this. You know, we went up there, and Nebraska's never coming here. Right, exactly. We went there how many times? A couple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's the idea is, is like, so what? Okay, you know, I understand that you're a more established brand than we are. And this is the way UCF should have looked at it. You're a more established brand than we are. So when we roll into your stadium and we beat you, our prestige is only going to grow. So it doesn't matter to us. Yeah, it'll be hostile, but so what? Yeah, yeah. That devil-may-care attitude is, yeah, that marked, I mean, that's a serious point of pride for people even today. Even today, when they see other programs doing it, they're like, that's the way Bobby did it. Yeah, but it's really hard to do. You can't get the return matchups a lot of times, too. The, the, I, I would say the environment of college football has changed an awful lot. And, and, and again. Well, and everybody wants the home gate, too. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. It it's probably true. didn't matter as much in those days. Yeah, really difficult. Hey, here's a coach that knows a little something about the history of the game and uh, certainly uh, what Bobby Bowden means to it. Uh, this is Nick Saban talking about Coach Bobby Bowden. What was your relationship with him uh, one-on-one, and did you kind of pick his brain throughout the years as a coach? Um, well, you know, first of all, I think everybody knows this story, but I think it's still worth, you know, telling because there's not very many people in the world that um, would have that kind of compassion for somebody else. When Coach Bowden was a an assistant coach at West Virginia University, and I think Jim Carlin was the head coach, uh, he kind of recruited – the area that I grew up in in West Virginia, which was pretty rural. And, you know, I think we had three players from my era that played at West Virginia University that were really good players and all ended up making All-American uh, that Coach Bowden recruited that my dad actually coached in Pop Warner. Um, so they knew each other much better than I knew Coach Bowden as a high school player growing up. But um, my first year of being a graduate assistant when my father passed away and I was at Kent State being a graduate assistant for Don James. And, um, you know, one day the phone rings and it's Coach Bowden. And, you know, he says, I know your father passed away. I know your mom might be struggling if you feel like you need to come closer to home because Morgantown was like 25 miles from where I grew up. Um, I'll ha- I'll, I have a job for you here if you need to do that. So I was like, wow, this guy's the head coach at West Virginia University, and he has that much compassion for my family and our situation and our circumstance and my mother. Um, I, not very many people would, would do something like that. So, But I think that was a reflection of what kind of person he was. Uh, I've always tried to emulate Coach Bowden in terms of the class that he represented his organization with. I uh, seldom said a bad word about anybody. I uh, was always very kind and upbeat uh, to everybody that he ever met uh, and was always that way with me. Uh, and I would talk to him on occasion about, um, you know, things that, you know, I had questioned about professionally. And there's probably not many in this profession that I have more respect for than Coach Bowden, not only as a coach, not only what he sort of accomplished on the field, but uh, the kind of person he was, the kind of character he had, and uh, the class that um, he sort of exemplified as a college football coach. Nice story there. Nice remembrance from Nick Saban. Speaking of Nick Saban, of course, he's the head man at Alabama. Should be noted a few years back, I think about four years ago, The Athletic wrote a piece called Florida State, Alabama, and a legendary coaching what if. If you uh, search that in the Googles, you'll find that article written by uh, Michael Weinreb. I remember that in 1987. I remember the rumors. Uh, the, the world is filled with uh, what-ifs about great coaches who almost took other jobs. Uh, but I, I remember being in high school and 
that rumor was discussed openly that Bobby Bowden may take over the Alabama job. And it's pretty funny because I came out of the back bedroom. My dad was watching one game, and I was watching another. I didn't like the game. Florida State wasn't on at the time. Uh, and, and it was the part of the afternoon where we had a disagreement about what we were going to watch. I think he was watching the Notre Dame game, and I didn't care about that. And I was watching a different game. And I decided to pull my dad's chain because he loves Bobby Bowden. And I came walking out of the back bedroom. And I said, Dad, they're saying Bowden's gone. He's going to Alabama. And my dad said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. I mean, he's done all he can with this program, Dad. He's going to Alabama. I mean, the man's from Alabama, Dad. Why? You can't blame him. He's like, did they say he's leaving? Did they announce that? Oh, I can hear him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dad. It's a done deal. They didn't say officially. I gave myself an out. They didn't say it officially. Oh, God. But he's gone. He's gone. He's leaving. What, this year he's just going to leave? What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> You're playing with fire there. And I let it linger. I yeah, let it linger. I'm, I'm sure like, Dad, did. I'm sure they'll break in any moment. You hang in there. They'll go. They'll break in. Uh, Bowden's off to Alabama. I mean, what are you going to do? What? Well, no. He can't, he can't do it. Well, he can and he will, Dad. He's leaving. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk FM. Warchant TV. Hit the like and subscribe if you're over there watching. And come on, baby. Pound that like. Let's go. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I just can't let that sorry bumper music play any longer than uh, necessary. So we interrupted quick. These Tom, you're going to have to be quick draw McGraw over there. I'm going to be ready to talk. Hey, man, if you want to go uh, with the dry intro. See, i got I got to choose the language there. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. careful. You want to go with the dry intro? We can well, do no, that. we're just going to end up writing a bunch of really good liners for the voice guy to yep. say some funny things. And then we can, uh, I don't know, maybe we can compose our own music. That would be fun. You want to hum? Yeah, or whistle. I I can't whistle good enough. The way that uh, the way that we do when we're sporting guys and gals when we start talking about you know how close we are to Redemption Thursday oh. being a thing and 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 football being back uh, in earnest and when our gambling ways return to the airways. So in putting all this stuff together, it just I mean I was scrolling around the TV the other night to have something on in the background and the Hall of Fame game was on. I'm You're like, damn oh right. My God, usually, is on. Usually we talk about that for days, but we haven't been talking. So, at least on the air. Can I let you know that I haven't changed a bit since we last worked together? I wouldn't expect that. No, but but let me explain how. Oh. Here, here's further indicators that I have not changed at all. Oh, here we go. Took the under on that bad boy. You did? Yeah, took the <laughs> under on that bad boy. That was 31 was the number oh. for the Hall of Fame game. I looked at the quarterbacks that would be featured in this game, and I said, no way, no how. First game, nobody's scoring nothing. These teams are going to look like garbage because they don't like the field. The key, you got to know the angles, people. Yeah, right. They don't like the field. It's Those dangerous. Guys, there's a dangerous yeah. field. Kickers don't like kicking on that field. Players don't like playing on that field. And you had garbage quarterbacks playing. I'm like, here we go. Take. The, it's good to know. <laughs> you take, you take the uh, take the under, and it came cashing in already, baby. Gene Williams is the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. He helped put all of this together, and I'm thankful for it. I'm also thankful for our friendship and relationship that we've had now for 20-plus years, um, and he joins us now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Gene, good afternoon, buddy. 
Good afternoon, Jeff. This is a, this is a special day, man. It's fun. To, it was kind of cool. You know, got in the car, turned on the old terrestrial radio to hear you and Tom, your dulcet tones out there in Tallahassee. I mean, it's <laughs> great to uh, great to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful to you for being a part of it, and uh, and I mean that sincerely. And it's great to be on War Chant TV. And don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. But yeah, it's an opportunity to go back and, and to serve the local market, and also reaching out to people outside of Tallahassee. It's it's it, we couldn't ask for anything more, and I'm really excited about what we're going to accomplish. And you know, you and I yesterday, Gene, we we, we had a chance to do a show on War Chant um, about Bobby Bowden, and I, I thought you you really regaled us with a good one in that I, I had forgotten, and, and you brought me back a ways when you talked about this because I was over there covering practice in '98, '99, 2000. And I remember the this you know the the interwebs in in the beginning the early stages of the internet and thinking what is this nonsense what is the how is this guy ever going to make it and here you were lucky enough to have the vision smart enough to have the vision I should say but Coach Bowden treated you really well even though nobody really knew what the hell the internet was yeah and I don't think uh, Coach Bowden ever got on the internet I don't know. I, I know they were to <laughs> print out a story for him. You know, and he would see it from War Chance, so he knew that, but I don't think he ever knew what the web was or how any of that stuff worked, but it didn't matter. You know, I was out there, and uh, he didn't know, and I know there was a lot of pressure because at the time I was I was the outlier, and a lot of these, you know, older newspaper guys, they did not like having me out there. Um, they fought against it. They went to sports information. They went to Bowden trying to get me out of there, and he wouldn't, you know, Bowden stood up to that. And there were times early on, man, I, was, I wasn't a journalism guy. I didn't know really what I was doing, and I screwed up a couple times. You know, it, 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 but Bowden's way was, man, he would come over, he would talk to me about it in a calm voice, and, you know, he would just, you know, he'd say, hey, man, just, you know, hey, buddy, uh, you know, you know, you made a mistake, just don't do it again, you know, I'm, I'm letting you out of here, I'm going to trust you, and, you know, he put a lot of faith in me, and, man, that, that, that resonated to me and made me better at what I did, but, you know, also, he gave me a chance, there wouldn't be war chant, and I, I know a lot of other, at the time, talking to other people who were trying to start up team websites, they weren't given the access I was, and that was all thanks to Coach Bowden. So I got a lot to thank for him and let me through all those times. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's some, some great memories back there. I got to cover him in you know, the late 90s when things were on top and some of the rougher times, but, man, he was always consistent and always class. Were you nervous when you got called over that first time for screwing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, you know, you've, you've had it too, Jeff, and you've had those conversations, but he immediately put you at ease. You know, it's a little, a little different. We've had That's other true. coaches, let's say, that were a little bit more rough around the edges. Uh, <laughs> we treat you differently. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't like that, man. He treated you with respect, and he, he you know, was very calm and was never never raised his voice. And so, yeah, I was I was nervous as heck. You know, you do those interviews by the golf cart, and he's like, buddy, hang out here. we got to talk to you about something. You know, and you kind of knew. Cause yeah. Cause pretty much knew you screwed up on something. But, yeah, he'd bring you over there. But immediately you're at ease, and you left that conversation feeling a lot better about things. Yeah, I got the buddy hangout. I need to talk to you a couple times, and that's not that's disconcerting. But you fast forward, you fast forward to uh, other coaches that kept you around because they wanted to talk to you, and typically they didn't say, buddy, hang out, I want to talk to you. It was a little bit different in the way that they chose to talk to you and address you. So you're right. Uh, he made you feel at ease, and he gave you a second chance and a third chance, and uh, you know, you really realize the difference between him and other coaches. I, I it, there's no easy way to segue, but I do want to ask Eugene as we embark on this together. And uh, I'm now working with you at uh, Warchant.com, and uh, already we've gotten we've immersed ourselves with these practices. 
Uh, I'm excited about where all this is headed, and we've got a lot to document uh, in the coming days and weeks, and we'll have more announcements. There'll be more than just this show and what you already provide on Warchant.com. I'll be doing more stuff for you as well. Um, what are you most looking forward to to the upcoming season as we start to kind of bridge that gap and from the off season to where we are? Truly excited to walk back into that stadium, that first game against Notre Dame. Uh, there will be a certain air or feel to this season with the passing of Bobby Bowden and also uh, kind of a renewed uh, sense of hope given that we're all going to go back and watch live football again. Well, I mean, that's the first thing that we actually have football with full stadiums, and we would hope no cancellations and no, uh, we, we hope. Again, there might be some, but I mean, if there are, it's going to be very minor compared to what we saw last year. So I think that's the first thing. It's like it feels some sense of normalcy. And, you know, with everything going on in the world, man, this is, this is our escape for some of us. College football is it, man. And that's we, that takes up our weekends. That's what we get excited about. So it's kind of nice to have that normalcy back. And the other thing is just for Florida State fans, I mean, you have the feeling you're back on the rise you really know we may be all wrong but you got the feeling they bottomed out and they're on their way back up it's hard to imagine them being worse than last year and everything we see whether it's just the players seem like they're buying in they look bigger and stronger they've had a year together with the staff they they don't have covid holding them back they had regular workouts and practices and not all the limitations so you you get the feeling this program is back on the rise so it's, it's a really nice feeling when you you are pretty confident that hey, this is things are going to be better this season. They're not going to be great. You're not going to probably be Clemson or Florida and teams like that. But man, you're going to be competitive every Saturday. You win a few more games, and you know you look when you look at recruiting and what he's done in the transfer market. You got the feeling that things are going to keep going up and up the next couple of years. So that's a neat thing to do. Whether you're you're a fan or you're in the media, you love to cover those teams that are on the rise. It's a little different when it's going the other direction. Gene, I'm curious as I jump in here. Uh, also, thank you for putting this all together. Uh, you know, there were a lot of talks behind the scenes, and I, I wanted to ask you a question about that. If you're looking at the last, oh, I don't know, two to three months of your life, and you had to rank total time spent talking to, dot, 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 and your choices were Jeff or me or, say, your lawyer or your wife, where, where would you rank? <laughs> Who did you speak to the most uh, the last couple few months, because there's been a lot of phone calls that had to happen to make this all um, come to oh life. Oh, my God. It's just it's not even the phone calls, the emails, the texts. Uh, it's just everything. And there's there's more there's more stuff. I mean, what's crazy is what's happened over the last several months. There's some stuff that we've just kind of scratched the surface on and some stuff I can't even, you know, we won't, I won't be able to discuss really for a few months. Some things are in the works. Let's say, and I can tell you one thing, we're going to announce it tomorrow. I'm going to tell you, bring it on your show. We've got, you know, one thing I've been working on for the last almost well over a month or two is an NIL deal um, with a player. And we'll have the details tomorrow, but we're going to make a, a player uh, accessible to the fans once a week on Warchant.com, uh, that part of that YouTube channel. And that's something, I mean, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through to get that thing. Florida State's got to, you know, check off and everything. My attorney had to check off and everything and a lot of hoops. We want to make sure we do it right and not get anybody in trouble, you know, do it in a way that's not going to ruffle the feathers of the coaches and and let the player come off good and help his brand. So there's a lot behind the works for that. So there's a lot of stuff uh, we've been working on. So I I don't know if there's, I could rank them, but I would say, yeah, unfortunately, uh, my wife and kids, I feel bad the last few months. I definitely haven't had much time as I would like to spend with them, but don't make it up on the back end here. It's uh, I think it's going to all be good. It's going to help us. I mean, what we did like yesterday, just being able to have all this experience and all this multimedia power to be able to share with the fans, you know, all that experience and all those stories with Coach Bound. I mean, that's something 
it's neat that we can offer to people that I don't think too many, I mean, what other websites that cover a team have that ability to just at a moment's notice do something like that? So that, that really makes the whole thing neat in my mind. I think you're right, Gene, and I'm excited about it, and I thank you as well. And thanks for joining us on the first one here uh, as we get started anew with uh, the Jeff Cameron Show on Warchant TV and 93.3 Real Talk Radio. I'll see you. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, buddy. Yep, see you guys. All right, take, take care. care. That's Gene Williams, founder and administrator, Warchant.com. I know we got to do a break, but before we do really quick, to, to his point, <clears throat> you feel like we bottomed out? There's no question we bottomed out. Now, how how good can they be, and how quickly can we get to a level of satisfaction? The reason I say there's no way – to, to say anything other than we've hit rock bottom and it's time to climb back up is if you go back to last season uh, very quickly, in truth, you know, the, the Jacksonville State win, okay, and the Duke win are games that if you'd like to, you could frankly throw out. I mean, you can't not beat Jacksonville State given what level of football they play and where you're at. Duke had pretty much called it a day before they got here. They weren't trying anymore. They didn't score a single point the week before. They thought their season was over. They were forced by the ACC to kind of come play that game. And yet we were still kind of worried. We almost lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So really, you earned the win against North Carolina. That's about it. That's about it. And even then, it was 31-28. Yeah. You were holding on. That was a half. Yeah, we yeah. had a half. A, a hell half, of a half. That was indeed. a hell of a half. It was a hell of a half. So the record was terrible. The <laughs> 30 losses, minutes of good football the whole season. Yeah, the losses were <laughs> devastating. 52 to 10, 42 to 26, 48 to 16, 41 to 7. I mean, you go on for days. These losses are awful. Uh, that was rock bottom, baby. So the climb begins now, and I do think they're in a better place, obviously, non-COVID season, a real offseason, all that good stuff. Jeff Cameron, show on 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Like and subscribe. Come back. Wrap it up momentarily. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. want to make sure to thank some people here before we get into uh, probable... That's right. We brought probables over, baby. Yes, we did. In the coming days, we'll be a little bit more buttoned up with the people that uh, I always I always talk about this. We want you to, I think most people are this way, make sure that you are patrons and frequent the businesses that do business with us. I like to do business with people who do business with us. I like to stay local as best I possibly can. And we've had people in the mix that help make all this happen. Um, Orange Theory Fitness, and of course, uh, you've heard them right from the get-go. We're going to be adding more as we go along here, but uh, Eddie and I go way back as well. When you think about Gordo's and Bumpa's and their support, it's immeasurable. And his loyalty and friendship means a lot, just as Andy does from Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, Patrick Barano, uh, Barano Heating and Air Conditioning is uh, as loyal and steady as they come. And uh, obviously, I use their services as well. Everybody I'm mentioning here today, I, 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 I do business with them. And it's because I believe in them as people, but I believe in their work. The jams Patrick got us out of at uh, the old place of employment, too, with the air conditioning breaking down. Yeah. He would always find time for us. And, and that's what he does, man. That's the way that business is built. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah Barano Heating Air Conditioning. T-Spark, my man. Uh, you, a little quick story here. T-Spark worked somewhere else prior to starting T-Spark, okay? And 
they did some work at my house, and I got to meet him and know him, and he ended up advertising with me at that other place. And uh, I got to know his crew, many of whom uh, came with him when he started his own business, T-Spark. And their work is exceptional. Their honesty, greatly appreciated. And their support of the Jeff Cameron show has also been unwavering. And, you know, none of this is possible where we're able to all bring the band back together, as we've said, where we have Tom back with me and, and, and Matthew coming over with us and, you know, Ira and Corey and I getting together to do seminal headlines tomorrow and all of this. None of it is possible if you don't have supporters. You don't have advertisers that help support the show and help support the station here and um, obviously the shows that we do on a daily basis. So uh, I can't thank T-Spark enough. And then certainly the two gentlemen that have found a way to make it work, and we just had one on the air in Gene Williams, Warchant.com, founder and administrator. And I go way back with Gene, and off and on we've done stuff together over the years, both covering Florida State, both having a passion for it. He was an early guest on my show when he first started up, and then I really became sort of an analyst and host for him as well on Warchant. But I want to thank John Joplin today because John here at 93.3 Real Talk Radio is also, you know, a guy that decided to take a chance and change things up. And uh, we sat down and talked, and he was amenable to that right off the bat. He was the first guy to approach me when the station announced that they were sold, uh, the previous station I was at. Um, John jumped at it and made me feel wanted, made me feel like he – uh, wanted to work together, and we both had to, to acquiesce to things. We both had to give up something in order to do that. Um, but it has always been where it was understood that if we could make this work, it could be a win-win. And how do we do it? It was always in good faith. The the debates and the and the and the the structure of what we were working on. It was always in good faith. It was about how do we get there? Yeah. How yeah. can we make it work? And so. You know, when you when you are accepted that way and you're brought in, like I was, to Real Talk Radio 93.3 and uh, to Warchant.com, uh, and, of course, all of you, the listeners who have made it uh, a product where people would even want to be a part of it, uh, then, you know, you feel excited to go to work every day. That's what you feel. And I am excited to go to work for you guys every day. Uh, today was central focus, hyper focus on the great Bobby Bowden, understandably, as a legend passes at the age of 91. Um, but the show, if you're new to it and you're listening on Real Talk Radio 93.3 FM, uh, is usually pretty varied. Uh, yes, it does have a, a central theme of Florida State, certainly in football season it does in particular. Uh, but but we vary out. We go into professional sports, the NFL, uh, the NBA, Major League Baseball, you name it. Uh, we, we It's irreverent. Uh, most of the time I'm fairly sarcastic and or blunt and or both. And some of the side stories you'll get to know. I'm a big fan of stories uh, that feature animals killing people. Uh, you'll you'll learn to like that. Uh, you'll like the oddity of the show. I, I I'm a bit of an absurdist. Uh, so a bit of uh, yeah. It will take you a little time. A bit of <laughs> take you a little bit of time, but you'll get there. All right. So probable is something we do every day as we sign off. Did I give us enough time to even do probable? Oh, we got time. It's brought to you by our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding, integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. If you would, we would normally play a different uh, 
bumper theme. We cannot do that today because of the stupid YouTube rules, but those rules are rules, and that's all, that's all there is to it. So I guess whatever sorry bumper you're going to play, go for it. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Eh. It's not awful. This is the best one we got. That's why we saved it for, you know, the segment and not the 10 seconds coming out of break. I need to find probables on here. Why is this not even popping up, Tom? You got the probables over there? I suppose I can pull. Are you telling me I got a pinch hit and list the probables on day one? I mean, I will if I have to. I think you do. Uh-oh. I can't. My, my computer is breaking down. I'm having issues. Well, over I'll here. tell you, first of all, what's I probable. I got him. I got him. What here is, we go. What is probable if the Mets are playing? <laughs> they're going to lose. Start that pitcher in fantasy that's pitching against the Mets because they're not going to score any runs. Reds, Indians, Castillo, and Hitches. We've got Peralta going for the Brewers. Mills for the Cubs. White Sox, Twins. Giolito and Burroughs. Yanks, Royals. Jamison Tyon. Hernandez going for Kansas City. Marlins, Padres, Thompson, and Musgrove. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. I'm not going to lie. That's all right. Yeah, that bumper can stay, can it? That can stay. That's not terrible. First class, always three free at Orange Theory Fitness. The summer of more life. Get in on it now. I'll be working out there later today. Like a beast. <laughs> New members first month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. That's nothing. That's no money. Let's go. Active members, you refer a friend or upgrade in August. Like a 50-year-old beast. Boom! That's right. Looking 32. August and September receive discounted membership prices for the next three months. Non-active members, if you have, uh, for example, you, you weren't sure, you took some time off during COVID, you're like, ah, maybe should I go back? I don't, I don't know. Maybe your account is frozen. Like, they didn't kick you out. They just kind of froze you for a little while. Sign back up or unfreeze and receive discounted membership prices for the next three months. Three months? That's insane. Elite members will receive $30 off of three months. Premier members receive $50 off of three months. That's a lot of money, man. My Florida State math tells me that's 150 bucks. Be a beast like the man across the yeah, glass like from this me. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got my, my schedule's all screwed up. You know what? That's okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's better than it not being uh, screwed it's up. It's not 5 o'clock right now like it would be for it's us. Strange. It's 5.50. Yeah, 5.50. Yeah, you know, it's kind of yeah. strange. So I get, to, I get to go from here, guzzle some water, take it on over to OTF, get used to the new deal, Good work, Matthew. Good work, Tom. I love both of you. It's great to be back with you. And it's good to be with all of you. If you're new, hang in there with us. Tomorrow, some of the headlines. Wednesday through Friday, Jeff Cameron's show. Be well. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.